The definition of insanity is doing the same things but expecting different results. This is the Unlearning Podcast. Wait a minute. Is my mic on? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's your homegirl, your host, Brittany Michelle Jackson. If this is your first time hanging out with me, you can call me Brittany for short. I'm just a girl walking by faith and I'm on a journey to the road called better. And if you're a repeat attender, I want to welcome you back to the Unlearning Podcast. Listen, I am so excited to dive into today's topic and it is so befitting that this is the first of November. That's right, great people. I'm ready to start saying no to some things that keep trying to show up in my life. We may not verbally say yes to the things that are happening, but when we fail to address things that we don't like, our actions or the lack thereof are actually saying yes. So what are we unlearning today? Settling for less than we deserve. Okay. Now, if you've listened to the previous episode, you may recall that I am an analytical overthinker, if that's even a thing. I think that my thought process is a little complex, but I like to consider multiple perspectives before I arrive at a conclusion. So you may notice that there may be times where I might pivot to a subtopic, but I will do my best to tie it all together in the end. Is that all right? Great. Now, before we jump into this topic, I want to get something off my chest. I don't know why this is happening to me, but ever since I started recording this podcast, the more I talk, the more my mouth waters and inquiring minds want to know why. So if you have the answer, please let me know because it's driving me crazy. All right. So our focus today is about not settling for less than what we deserve. So when you hear me say something like that, your mind might think that I'm talking about the carrots, securing the bag, status or recognition, square footage, luxury brands, the list can go on and on and on. But I am not interested in talking about any of those things. Instead, let's talk about pleasing people seeking validation and rejection. We're not going to tiptoe around the subject today, okay? It is easy to deny things that we don't want to admit, but the reality is this, when we get into this cycle of pleasing people, it's because we are trying to live up to the expectations of others. Oh, I'm the only one? Okay. Well, I'll just talk about me then. I can go back to the age of five and recount how rejection has impacted how I navigate the relationships in every area of my life. I can recognize that as a child, before I came into my true identity in Christ, my experiences with the people around me shaped what I thought about myself. So if you didn't like me, if you didn't think I wasn't cool enough to hang around with, if you didn't think I was pretty, I believed it. I remember as a little girl, I would often imagine that if I looked a certain way or if my hair was a little bit longer or if I was shaped differently, people would like me. Um, I used to get picked on so much when I was a kid inside the home and outside of the home. And most times I wasn't really doing anything to warrant the treatment I was receiving. And I will say, you know, I had three older brothers, so, you know, I maybe was being a little bit annoying with them sometimes. But aside from that, I really wasn't doing anything that was you know, really out there to make people 
just reject me, but they did. Okay. So in school, I was an easy target. I was an outcast and people have been bold in their dislike for me all the way up into adulthood. And as a result of that, I've lived the majority of my life trying to measure up. Disclaimer, in no way, shape or form am I trying to paint a picture that I'm this perfect person or that I can do no wrong because that would be a lie. However, a lot of the experiences that I've endured were not due to my own choices, okay? So as I reflect back over my story, which is still being written, I can clearly see now that I developed this habit of pleasing people because I wanted them to like me and to accept me, okay? A people pleaser is someone who feels a strong urge to please others, even at their own expense. And a big expense it is, because I'm sure that you already know that I didn't get the results I was aiming for. People will accept what you bring to the table and still reject you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. If you can relate, hopefully you can see and recognize that you're not the only one who struggled with people pleasing. But let's make a declaration together. Repeat after me if you like. I will unlearn habits that are designed for me to fail. Today, I declare that I will stop fighting unnecessary battles. How do you feel about this statement? For me, honestly, it's easier said than done, but I'm committed to it. I recognize that the true test is going to come when I'm faced with rejection or perceived rejection. And if you haven't heard of perceived rejection, it's when a person anticipates rejection from someone, even if it may not actually be the case. For example, if you send a message to someone and they don't respond in a certain time frame, you might perceive that they're rejecting you and you start feeling unhealthy emotions. Now, I'm not talking about someone who didn't respond in like 10 or 20 minutes. It could be a few days or a few hours, okay? Um, The reality is that they could very well be avoiding you, and that's their prerogative. Or they may be busy, or they might actually be going through something themselves. So it would be beneficial for us who struggle with rejection to not make assumptions until we get accurate information. So let's shift for a moment. Last week, as I was preparing to drive my kids to school, I was reaching for my wallet and what seemed to happen out of nowhere, I instantly heard a question being sung in my head. And the question was, when will my reflection show who I am inside? Now, some of you may not know this, but these lyrics are from a song in the 1998 Disney movie, Mulan. Now, I have not seen this movie in many years, but I recognize the origin of this question instantly. So over the next few days, I will listen to the soundtrack version of Reflection recorded by Christina Aguilera, and the words continued to resonate with me. And so I decided to rewatch the movie, and I want to give you a brief synopsis. Mulan was a young Chinese girl. She was an only child and her family loved her, but she was different from all the other girls. 
She wasn't as poised and delicate as the others, and her family feared that she wouldn't be married off, which was the primary duty of women in Chinese culture to marry and bear children, preferably sons. Well, her father prayed for her to succeed and her mother and grandmother tried to bring good luck and good fortune to her because they all grappled with the possibility that she wouldn't be selected by anyone. Now, Mulan wasn't rebellious or defiant. She did want to make her family proud. However, she just didn't fit the criteria that was acceptable to the matchmaker who was tasked to validate her. Therefore, within the first 15 minutes of the movie, she was labeled openly as hopeless and a disgrace to her family name. Um, and so after that part of the movie, a snippet of the song cues, and I will try to refrain from singing it because the melody is stuck in my head, but I do want to read the lyrics to you. And as you listen, I want you to pinpoint if there's any words that you can relate to okay so it says look at me you may think you see who i really am but you'll never know me every day it's as if i play a part now i see if i wear a mask i can fool the world but i cannot fool my heart who is that girl i see staring straight back at me when will my reflection show who i am inside I am now in a world where I have to hide my heart and what I believe in. But somehow, I will show the world what's inside my heart and be loved for who I am. Who is that girl I see staring straight back at me? Why is my reflection someone I don't know? Must I pretend that I'm someone else for all time? When will my reflection show who I am inside? There's a heart that must be free to fly, that burns with the need to know the reason why. Why must we all conceal what we think, how we feel? Must there be a secret me I'm forced to hide? I won't pretend that I'm someone else for all time. When will my reflection show who I am inside? Wow. Well, afterwards, she wanders into the garden where her father is. He comes in and he affirms her. And I want to make a mental note. Her father comes in and affirms her. He points out how beautiful all the flowers are. But he notices that there's one flower in particular that is blooming late. And so he says to Mulan, wow, I bet when that flower blooms, it will be the most beautiful of all. So I can't narrate the whole movie, but shortly after all of the men were drafted to serve in war because an enemy of China had infiltrated the country and Mulan's father was severely injured from the last war. And so she begged that he be pardoned, which brought open dishonor on her family. Despite all her naysayers, the labels and the rejection spoken to her and over her, she snuck out in the middle of the night with her father's armor. She disguised herself as a man and entered into training for war, all to save her father's life. She struggled to keep up and the captain sent her on her way. But to everyone's surprise, due to her faith and determination, she not only completed the hardest obstacle that none of the men finished, might I add, but she also became the fastest of them all. 
So when they came face to face with their enemy, they were severely outnumbered. If you've ever seen the movie 300, picture what that looked like. But with wisdom, Mulan did something that significantly slowed their enemy down. She was injured during the process and she was found out. But instead of appreciation, they ridiculed her, leaving her behind, injured, to make her way home in severe weather. But her being left behind allowed her to see that their enemies did not fully perish and they were headed directly towards the rest of the group. This kind of reminds me of the purpose that Joseph served in his lifetime when he was abandoned by his brothers. Mulan could have gone in the other direction, but she risked going home to face death and more dishonor brought on her family name to warn the captain. They ignored her warning, her warnings. And so once again, she took the road less traveled. But this time she did not conceal her true identity. In front of all the people of China, she overcame one of their most relentless enemies once and for all. Come on, David and Goliath. So while some believe that she should have been put to death, the emperor not only spared her life, but he also bestowed a great honor on her and her family. So you see, Mulan just wasn't an ordinary girl after all. She was, however, someone who decided not to let the opinions of others keep her from fulfilling a purpose that only she could accomplish. Instead of being overtaken or swayed by their rejection, she made a decision to believe in herself and do what needed to be done. Now, I'm not saying that she wasn't afraid, but it is clear that she took action. Like Esther said in the Bible, if I perish, I will perish. She had enough confidence in herself that trumped what others believed about her. So what is the point I'm making here? If we allow rejection to paralyze us or to cause us to chase after acceptance, we will never really settle into our identity in Christ. We were never meant to fight for our identity. We were only meant to embrace it. So in our unlearning, we are still learning. And today we are learning about self-acceptance and self-confidence. Self-acceptance is the ability to accept yourself as you are, including your faults. Self-acceptance is unconditional and is free of any qualifications. Self-confidence is a feeling of trust in one's abilities, qualities, and judgments. So I want to read to you Psalm 139 verses 13 through 18 in the NLT version or the New Living Translation. Verse 13 says, You... And we're talking about God. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Our takeaway is we are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, meaning he created us with great attention, intention, and care. 
He makes no mistakes. Therefore, you and I are not mistakes. At the core of who we are, he made us in his image, which to him is perfect. He is pleased with his orchestration of creation. And like Mulan's father, our heavenly father is affirming us today. So now I want to read first John verse, excuse me, chapter three, verse one in the Amplified Bible. It says, what an incredible quality of love the father has shown to us that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. So here's the thing, friends. If the world rejects God, why would we think that we would receive such special treatment? Not going to happen. So again, as I encourage myself, I want to also encourage you to stop fighting unnecessary battles. We go outside of the will of God when we start to seek the approval of others. If God loves me and you unconditionally, which he does, we have to know that that is enough. I am enough. Say it. I am enough. Okay. A few weeks ago, I posted a picture of me wearing a shirt that says I am enough. I bought the shirt over a year ago, but I never really wore it because I didn't believe it. To wear that shirt any day before that would have been a contradiction to my belief. To the outside world, like Mulan, I was wearing a mask. I did good work no matter where it was, but on the inside, I was struggling with my identity. I was struggling with self-acceptance because I never really fit in. In the past, people have told me, Brittany, you need to be more chill. You're too square. And they've said some not, you know, some not so other nice things. And so, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I've had a bad habit um, that I've developed over the years where I have taken the words that have been spoken over me and to me um, as my belief about who I am. And so the funny thing is I love people. When I say I love people, I really, really love people. Um, But when I'm in a social setting, sometimes it's really hard for me to settle in um, to what's happening around me because of my inner self-critic. Um, I may on the outside seem like I'm standoffish or I don't like people or I don't want to engage or interact. But the reality is on the inside, I'm kind of like all over the place trying to figure out what do I what do I need to do to fit in because of how I carry myself, which I don't think is better than anyone else. I feel as though when I come into a social setting, there is this sticky note stuck to my forehead that says she does not belong. Do not engage. But I'm unlearning. I'm unlearning. Why? Because that is what I mentioned earlier. Perceived rejection. I'm going to get there. I want to share something. I'm starting to wrap up here. I want to share something that I learned a few years ago at a conference. And it was the difference between truth and facts. And it still kind of seems tricky to me, but I think I'm starting to grasp the concept. Facts are indisputable. They are proven and backed by evidence. Facts are not determined by the amount of people that believe it. 
Truth, on the other hand, has a lot to do with what we believe, how we interpret things. And sometimes truths are based on facts, but the truth doesn't change the facts. And I want to give you a few examples. One is kind of off topic, but I thought it was simple enough. Fact. I missed an important meeting yesterday. The truth is my son was homesick and so I shifted my focus to take care of him. And even though I put it on my calendar last week, I forgot to set a reminder. But the fact still remains that I missed a meeting. Fact. You will be rejected at some point in life. Not everyone is going to accept you for who you are. The truth is, just because some people won't accept you, it doesn't mean that everyone will reject you. But the fact still remains that rejection is going to happen. Fact. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, our Heavenly Father. Truth. To some people, still, we will not be good enough for them. But. The fact still remains that you and I are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that settles it. So before we wrap up today, great people, I will leave you with this. There's always going to be someone who doesn't see or appreciate your worth. Just don't let it be you. You are not less than. So stop operating with a less than mindset. You don't have to receive any words that are spoken over you or about you when they are deliberate attempts to bring you down. Remember who you are and speak over your life. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this space and this time today of reflection. Father, I ask, Lord, that you forgive us for fighting battles that were never intended for us to fight. Forgive us for seeking validations from others when all we ever needed to do was embrace what you've said about us. In you, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Father, you made us and you love us with a perfect love. And that is both fact and truth. In these moments when bad habits try to creep back in, when doubts try to overtake us, and when people persecute us, bring us back to your word. Bring us back to Psalm 139. Lord, from this day forward, we will accept ourselves the way you accept us. We will see ourselves the way that you see us. Open our eyes and our hearts and our minds to receive what you say about us. And even when people reject us, and they will, we will not waver in our faith. We will not waver in our belief. Even when people walk away from us, mock us, or try to embarrass us, help us to remember to walk boldly and confidently with our head up high as your beloved children. As we stand in agreement with what you say about us, we are able to settle in to who you have created us to be, and we will be able to effortlessly carry out what you've called us to do. Continue to pour out your wisdom on us, O God. Speak to us, Father, and show us the direction in which you would have us to go in, and we will be so careful to glorify your name. We love and honor you, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, great people. Thank you for joining me in this space. And if you enjoyed our time together, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. And in the meantime, in between time, you can keep up with me on my brand new IG page, which is at Unlearning with Brittany. Until next week, I love you. Bye.